following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, hey, hey! Come on, somebody! Yeah! Amen, amen. I'm very, very honored. God bless you. God bless you. Man, those are some days there. I was their first pick in 76. My first year's salary was 35000 Exactly what I said. Wow. I even said it backwards. Wow. Went home, told my mother. I said, you know, I could slap you for having me 10 years early. You understand that? I could have really taken care of you really good. Yeah. You see that one, I think it was against the Raiders when we tried to take my head off when I was diving in the end zone? That'd be a flag today. That's what I'm talking about. Man, they, they didn't care anything about the ball. They just wanted to take your head off. Didn't realize until I got there that when that ball's in the air coming to you, how it lines up with the Word of God, It'll draw all men to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got hit one time so hard. I'm on the ground yelling. I'm blind. I'm blind. And my teammate came over there and straightened my helmet up. You know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So honored to be here. Give, give, me, about, uh, give me about 25 minutes here. And uh, we'll, we'll close this out. Turn it back over to, to coach, to your pastor. Uh, my wife and I, we have been uh, in Atlanta since a week ago today, interviewing all these athletes all together. We interviewed about um, 28 inmates from both teams. And as Coach said, if you go to my website, mikebarber.org, you can pull up and watch the program. It's 28 minutes long. And I think on there, there will be 13 or 14 of the players, in which just about every one of them are starters. Some of them are team captains. And uh, it'll be a blessing to you. In the midst of crazy people, over 13,000 media, okay, there's these inmates not ashamed to represent. Amen. And if I were to title this message, it's what I'm calling it, representing. You and I are to represent. In the name of the program, we, we titled it Finishing Strong. How many of you understand we got to finish strong? Amen. We got to finish strong. To God be the glory. And we do that by representing. And these players, they represent. They got their jersey on, but how do they represent? Some ways that they represent, they take that playbook that's given to them. Many times when I interviewed these players, I'd ask them this ridiculous question. Hey, you're a great athlete. Can just your ability alone get you on the field? They immediately answer, no way. You got to know what the playbook says. You got to study the playbook. Just your ability is not enough to get you on the field. I can remember it's like it was yesterday. My coach, Bum Phillips, he, he gave me my playbook in front of all my new teammates and he called you up from the beginning. He called me Michael. He said, Michael, doesn't matter if you were a two-time All-American in college. We made you our first pick. 
If you don't know this playbook, your ability won't get you on the field. Now, it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out which hand the marble in. (laughs) And the deal is, I didn't question it. it. It wasn't even a thought. I know I can't get on that field without knowing the playbook. And you see all these awesome players and they're the best of the best. They know they represent that team by spending time in the playbook. They represent it. They learn it and they can play without thinking. I'll never forget my first couple of years in the league. Uh, I was so-so. Why? Because I was having to do so much thinking. There's just so much more to the game than just lining up, getting in a three-point stance and 228, 228, set, hut. You got to know when to take an inside release. I had to peek through that linebacker's legs, find that strong safety. Pretty much I was going to tell me on a pass route whether I was going to release inside or outside. Just a whole lot of thinking there. And, and, and uh, uh, so with that, it was just... So much thinking in, in such a quick time. Yeah. And all of a sudden, though, going into my third year, my stats went from here to boom. And they said, Barbara, what'd you do different? Nothing. I kept working out the way I was working out. But what it was, I spent time in that playbook. And I could finally play without thinking. And you see, folks, when you come to church faithfully and you get in God's word, you learn to start representing without thinking. Are you with me? Can I give a amen up there in the balcony? Amen. And that's what this is all about is learning to play. And these guys that are all pros and et cetera, they're at that point where they can play without thinking. And that's what God wants us to do. Some of the players that you want to watch, if you got something to write down, I'll do this very quickly. You can. Number 32 of the Patriots, he's a defensive back. Devin McCourty loves God. He's got a twin brother that also a part of the, the Patriots loves God. I believe his number is number 30. The Rams punter, Johnny Hecker, number six. I was so impressed with this guy. Literally, Belichick, in one of his conferences, uh, uh, talks, literally called out the punter's name and said, one of the greatest weapons in all of the NFL today is the Rams punter. He can place a football with his foot as good as any punter that maybe has ever played the game. He is an awesome weapon. But you know what? He's also an awesome weapon for the kingdom of God. He is so bold in his talk. Matter of fact, they're starting left guard, Roger Seyford. Number, uh, I forget his number, what his number is. But he's the starting left guard just here recently at the Bible study at his house. This big man, he and his wife, they baptized him in the swimming pool. I interviewed them. It will be on my program. And he talks about how awesome that is. We're talking about representing. Starting safety for the Rams. Joiner, number 20. Loves God. He was the one talking about 
The mind, right? If you write in your mind, you clear everything out. The big uh, left tackle for Andrew Whit, uh, for the Rams, Andrew Whitworth, number 77. He's a big man, bold for the Lord, bold for the Lord. And the biggest play I've ever seen in my life is a starting uh, left tackle for the Patriots. He's 6'8", 380 pounds. That dude was born on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. (laughs) Belichick said about him, he's one of the most incredible athletes. For a man that size, his hips, you got to be flexible to be a good offensive lineman. When you bend down, you look for their heel. If their heel comes off the floor, they're not very flexible in the hips. But if you go all the way down and their hips stay on, they've got great flexibility. Here's this guy, big as a mountain. And it just goes on and on and on. Justin Lawyer, he's an outside linebacker for the Rams. These are all guys that will show on the program very outspoken. The two running backs, talking about representing here. The two running backs for the Patriots. Uh, one is uh, Bert Head, number 34, amazing. When you see his face, his countenance, he's the one that scored the winning touchdown to put him in the Super Bowl. And his humility is just awesome. So loves Jesus. So represents the kingdom of God. And then number 28, also the running back there, James White, just as impressive. I mean, so both, you see folks, when I first started, you know, pretend I'm standing right here in the middle of this auditorium and we all just get as tight as we can and we all got microphones And all these people around you, all they want to do is talk football. And then you got to get a word in edgewise and say, hey, what's Jesus Christ mean to you? (laughs) These players today, as soon as you ask them, it's like they look at you like, thank you so much for asking me that. And they're so bold. When I first started this, when I would do that, I'd get cussed out. We ain't here to talk about that garbage and cussing me out and everything. I just want a few of them. I want to say, Jesus, would you turn your head for a little bit? And let me take care of business over here. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I'm still under construction. You understand? <laughs> uh, I just, I am. Yeah. Just ask the inmate on death row in Florence, Arizona. He got right in my face. You blankety, blankety, blankety when you. Haul off, and when I haul off and hit you, you're going to turn the other cheek, and I got a little closer. And literally, my nose wasn't that far from his nose. Same size man as me. Dead serious. I said, hey, baby, go for it. I hadn't read that far in the Bible yet. you understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> One into Jesus. Hallelujah. Hang out two, two, two hours with him. He stepped back. He says, you meant that. I said, every word I said. I sure did. It's called representing, amen? Amen. But these are great guys. Number 12 for the Rams, Brandon Cooks. Every Ram player that I interviewed talked about him when they talked. Loves God. They said, Mike, you can look in his locker in our field house and his locker is full of books, 
Bibles. But in between, in between me, he'll be on his stool studying, preparing for something for him to share with the team in Bible study. Talking of Bible study, Belichick, who never talks about God, I think I was told this, I can't prove it, first coach a number of years ago that went ahead and literally made a position full staff for a full-time chaplain. He allows two Bible studies per week. He never allows the football schedule to interfere, allowing players to come and hear the word of God, to be taught the word of God. In my 25, 26 years altogether, I've never interviewed a team that had a stronger nucleus year after year after year of great men of God that are not ashamed to represent him through their word. Amen? To God be the glory. And then number 18, I'll close with this, and I had many more there, but but, but with our time, uh, Matthew Slater. His dad, Jackie Slater, played 20 years in the league, many time all pro. My last four years in the league, I played with the Rams, and he was a tackle, and I was a tight end. We came in the same year together in 1976. Great football player. This is his son, Matthew. Matthew is the all-purpose player. He knows at least five different positions that he can play for defense and offensive side of the ball. And he's already prepared. He's already an ordained minister. As soon as he's done with his career, this is his fifth Super Bowl. From the very first one, I took a little segment on our program the very first time four years ago. Then I interviewed him the second time, the third time, the fourth time. And you just watch his faithfulness as he represents to a greater thing and a greater way and a greater level every single year. Amen. These are players representing. There's another group here and that's called the fans. Now this is where I get, it's just funny, some of these fans, especially the elderly people. (laughs) It'd take 10 minutes to walk from here to that door. But it's the Super Bowl. And they'll stand walking all day long because of the atmosphere. And the thing that they do, they'll go all limits. It doesn't matter what they, how much the ticket is, they're going to go all out. And it doesn't matter what the weather is. <sighs> Ain't this great, Ma? Help go. They representing. I mean, I saw one grandma. She had her jersey on. She had her face painted for the realms. Walked right in the middle of some Patriots fans. She didn't care. <laughs> representing. How much more folks should we represent? the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Because you see, if we exist and we do exist, then God equipped us on the inside to represent him. 
And we were created for us to be all pros, all life for him. It's just what we put into it is what we get out of it. There's another group that the Mike Barber Ministries represents. We represent the kingdom of God. As coach said, we walked into our 33rd year of full-time prison ministry. Just last year, prison officials count, not us counting. They told us that we had over 45,000 inmates sitting in our chairs. Hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thousands. That doesn't count. That doesn't count all the cell-to-cell ministry that we have. We did a count toward the end of the year because something special about the 33rd year with me anyway. And from day one, the best we can count without any exaggeration, our ministry has represented Jesus Christ in 85% of this country's prisons. To God be the glory. All over Russia, Ukraine, Central America, and the best that we could count Without any exaggeration, we've had over 2 million inmates pray and ask Jesus Christ into their heart as their Lord and their Savior. God is my witness. No exaggeration whatsoever. I could sit here and give you one story after the other of men and women doing horrendous things. One lady, Cookie. She was the worst in the state of Texas. But because of our wonderful volunteers that go cell to cell, it was that moment. She represented our volunteer, him. And ministered to Connie. They kept her in chains all the time. She was so violent. Life sentence. Connie got radically changed and after three years, the wardens think she was playing a game. They finally, a new warden came in and gave her an opportunity and she took advantage of it. Long story short, against all odds, she's out of prison now. She's a millionaire in Dallas, Texas right now because she chose Christ. We represented him And today she's representing him. There's another gentleman here. Put the book up here. Here's a young man here that we drove all of our equipment, my tents, my staging, 2,000 chairs, my sound system. He's sitting underneath our tent in Westville, Indiana. And he just sent me this book just two weeks ago. And the next picture there, Scott, God touched my life, Mike, through your event. That's the tent at Westville Correctional, July 2011, and I've never been the same. To God be the glory today. He's helped pastoring a church of about 3,000. He lives going into the prisons, giving God all the glory and all the honor. The Mike Barber Ministries we are representing, and I'll show you some of our crowd shots here. Now, you can't see your coach, your pastor, but he's kind of over there. He preached for me in this prison. There's almost 1,500 inmates sitting in this, and none of them are made to come out. It's all volunteer. Representing Jesus Christ. Letting them know it's never too late. Another picture, there's Pastor Brett Jones. I know him. And then the next, that's my tent, part of my tent. And look at these guys worshiping. They're not made to do that. 
They're not made to do that. Let me tell you, folks, when you make up your mind that I'm somebody special, I'm God's creation, and I am created to represent, it brings peace to people. It brings joy to people. It brings laughter to people. And here we are. Now, that's Scott Jones underneath my tent in that shot. Keep on going. And now we do our best to baptize as many as possible. There's a young, there's a guy by the name, his last name is Bird. He was the head of the Aaron Brotherhoods. Number one guy in the state of Texas. Probably the, the worst gang there is. Long story short, was able to spend time with him, chains, wrist, ankle, shared Jesus Christ with him, representing Jesus Christ, not ashamed of the gospel, gave his life to Jesus Christ was able as he walked like this to baptize him. Soon as he came up out of the water, there's a black inmate standing at the, at the baptistry and the first thing he did is he gave him a big hug, telling him I love you and I'm so sorry. <laughs> to God be the glory representing. And this is another guy here, this group of guys here is what they call uh, super seg. They gotta be in cuffs all the time. Very violent people, look at that face people. To God be the glory. Amen. Wonderful guy. I spent a lot of time with him. This young man on the top left, he was so broken. He had never been in church before. God moved. He heard the message that I was preaching and letting him know that God's not mad at you. He's in love. He forgives and he forgets. Amen. He forgives and he forgets. He forgives and he forgets. And that's a word for somebody in here. You've been forgiven and God has forgot about it. You need to forget, forget about it and let God be, be the Lord. Here's another guy here. I mean, I talked to him before. You see how he's looking me in the eye. He's hearing every word as we represent the King of Kings. And I'm telling you, he came out just broken and just awesome. And another picture here. Here's a young man here. I was about to put him under. And he says, Mr. Barber, Brother Barber, he goes, I don't know why. He said, I just want you to know I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Because <laughs> they talk about me, Houston Oilers and whatever. I said, okay, I'm so glad you told me that, young man. I said, uh, take a real deep breath and hold it. <laughs> now, where we baptized him was in the chapel. We had 600 inmates in the chapel. Now, anybody I baptize in the chapel, when they come down, I ask all the inmates, if you know this man and you know he's real, I want you to stand making a statement, you believe in him. And then I had the inmate, I said, look at all these people that believe in you. Accountability. And man, I held him under Until I started seeing bubbles come out. And all those 600, they are laughing their head off. And when I brought him up, that's what that big laughter is all about right there. Just awesome. Amen. Next picture is we've got to get along here. Here's just another picture of these men giving their life to Jesus Christ. And I think there's maybe, there's this guy here. Uh, Probably the toughest guy when I baptized him, there was probably at least six or eight officers standing around real close, all equipped. 
And, and, uh, but I, I asked him, please take his cuffs off and let me show him that I trust you. And uh, he was so broken. And after I brought him up, I just let him sit there and he just cried his head off probably for at least five minutes. And, and uh, to God, be, those of you that are involved in prison ministry in this church, God bless you. And if you're not involved, get involved. They have a great, great prison ministry out of this church. I'm going to tell you, it'll change your world Amen. when you reach out representing him. And, uh, well, and I have followed up with all these guys, by the way, and they're all living for God. And I think one more picture here. This gentleman here, uh, his nickname is Animal. His name is Roger DeGarmo. I forget, it was 14 or 18 years on death row, eight execution dates, four of those came within an hour. And for years and years and years, probably 10 of those years of his on death row, I'd come every year, two or three times a year, go to his cell, do my best to minister to him, and he'd play his game. And at that time, it was Ellis one. And now here, some, some years ago, I, I'm in the uh, East Ham unit, which was front page of the Time magazine, bloodiest prison in America. And I look down there, and there he is. I walked down there, and I said, Animal, what, 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 what's up? He started crying. He said, Mike, he said, they came to my cell one day and said, you're off a of death row. He said, to this day, I don't know why I am. He said, but I didn't ask any questions. <laughs> and he said, because you didn't quit, because you didn't quit, and I had an encounter with Jesus. He's been in for over 40 years. And here about three months ago, he, went, he came up for parole. And they gave him, longest I've ever heard ever, a 10-year set off. So he has been at least another 10 years because he's won. For what I did, I deserve to be in prison the rest of my life. But as soon as they told him, so help me God, he shouted out, Hallelujah. And the board looked at him. What? He said, free clothes and free food for another 10 years. They don't get any better than that. He is so radical for God. I've told him, I said, don't change your name. You're still an animal now, but you're an animal for Jesus. Amen. And he does an awesome, awesome, awesome job. When we go in, we represent Jesus Christ. And to all these guys, we're gold diggers. You see, if you're truly representing him, you become a gold digger. We go into prison. We're not looking at their dirt. All those violent, violent men that you've just seen, there was gold underneath all that dirt. And you see, when you really look for gold, you don't care how much dirt there's around them. Your mind is made up. Why? Because you're determined to represent him. These players this evening, they're gonna, they get the ball in the five. They may have to go 95 yards. They are determined to represent that playbook on every single play. Because their opportunity and their desire is get to the end zone. The game of life our end zone is heaven. And by representing him, and we don't quit. And I close this with this right now. First Timothy chapter four, verse 12 says this. Paul is encouraging Timothy. 
I'm here this morning to do my best to encourage all of you. All of you are special. You're God's creation. But he's telling Timothy, he must be young in those days. He's now a pastor of a church. And he's encouraging, don't let anybody look down on you because of your youth. And I'm here to say, don't let anybody look down on you because of your age or maybe you don't know a whole lot of scripture. It's not a matter of how much you know, it's what you do with what you know. That's what matters. All these guys, they may be still in prison, but prison doesn't have to be in them anymore. Doesn't have to be. And so in this game here this evening on the Super Bowl, there's a, there's about eight offensive plays with each team. Now those eight plays can turn into about 25, 26 plays. But it's the exact same play. The blocking up front will be different because it may be a five-man front. It may be a four-man front. It may be a 33 stack, three down linemen, three linebackers. Oh, they'll take a linebacker out. So now it's called nickel. They put five defensive backs in it. They'll take two linebackers out. I know all you women are keeping up with me on this here. (laughs) And they'll take two linebackers up. And now it's called a dime defense because now there's six defensive backs into the game. But yet the play remains the same, but how you block up front may differ. And you see, when we represent him, is when I walk into prison. How I minister to this one may be a little different than how I minister to this. I can back it up. The five plays in life that if you and I will get down and we can play these five plays without thinking, our game will soar. You believe that? I'm I'm done in three or four minutes. In that scripture, the very first thing he says, says be an example five different ways. The first thing is in what you say. What's your conversation? What comes out of your mouth? Does it represent him or the world? It's great here in church, but what are you during the week? Who are you, Mike Barber? I don't have much of a private life, known a little bit. But who am I when nobody's around? Who am I when I'm stuck in all these little bitty hotels? You know, they don't build nice hotels close to prisons. But who am I? What am I watching? See? Our first play in life is to represent him by what comes out of our mouth. And the second play of life is... Be an example by the way you live. How you live. Does your feet speak louder than anything you say verbally? I'm excited about prison ministry, but God's more excited about how I personally live. Representing him. Like I said, when that ball's in the air coming to you, how it lines up with the word of God, it'll draw all men to you. When you represent him by what you say, by how you live, the anointing draws people to you. The third play of, the, of our life is by your love. Be an example by your love. Oh, I'm a, man, I helped write the book on redneck. From East Texas, 
I couldn't live at home my junior, senior year in high school because my dad beat me so bad. I fought all the time. Sick. To God be the glory, I got delivered and healed. After a year and a half, a guy invited me to go into prison to get him off my back. I said, okay, I'll go. South of Houston, Jester unit, small trustee, not even 200 men. I walk in there, my friend was going to talk. I said, I'll stand in the corner of the gym and talk football with the officers. They announced number 86 at Houston Orders in the gym. They told me every prisoner came out and the warden stopped all work duty and let them come. Thinking I was going to talk. I didn't talk. They all came in. I got my back to them. Got my, you know, hey. And I made a mistake. I looked into their eyes one too many times and I got honest with myself. The difference between them and me is you got caught. I went and I sat down right in the middle of them, finished half the program. They were sitting on the floor and I said, if they sit on the floor, I sit on the floor. Over with, I went to the officer. They're coming out, leaving this way. Can I shake their hand? Yeah. Just being honest with you, probably 90% of that population is African-American. Very first inmate. Before I knew it, he threw his arms around me. Oh, wait a minute. Not this redneck. You don't do that. What everybody else do? Every single one of those inmates hugged my neck. I went home. I got in my recliner. And I realized God used that to deliver me from that sickness of racism. So you see... What we say, play one. The second play is how we live. The third play is how we love. The fourth one is our faith. Our faith is in him, not in man. Our faith is in him, in him alone. I told God from the very beginning, God, if you call me to prison ministry, it's where I'm gonna live. So that gives up the opportunity of me traveling on Saturday to get to churches, to preach, to get an offering. I don't do that. I never have since day one and I'll never will. Offerings in prison is not very good. (laughs) My faith is in my Lord, my Savior. And then the last play, by your purity, by your cleansiness, that your character has to mean something to you. My character's got to mean more to me than my ministry. Because revival can only be real and true if it's first on the inside. To God be all the glory. Everybody say this with me in Jesus' name. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Cleanse me, Lord God. Make me that person. What I say represents you how I live represents you my love for others represents you my faith is in you my purity represents you 24-7 because with my mouth I confess Jesus to be the Lord of my life in the name of Jesus Wash me with your power, your Holy Spirit. 
In Jesus' name, amen. And amen, and amen, and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Folks, every one of you, let's represent him and give God all the glory and all the honor. I respect our time. I respect all of you. I'll let Coach come and end it. My name is Mike Barber, and I approve this message. Give it up. Come on, give it up. I love you, buddy. God, this was awesome. I call him friend. He calls me coach. I'm glad I got the spirit-filled side. I wouldn't want to coach him when he didn't have Jesus. What a joy to have him today. Did you enjoy, Brother Mike? Do you enjoy that? I mean, just absolutely. Shaheen, step out here. Just step out here and wave at everybody. This is his sweet wife, Shaheen. God love her. She's awesome. We got to represent. It's been one of the finest Super Bowl Sundays we've ever had at this church. And uh, I think we made a good call. Mike has not been in a church in the last two and a half years to minister because he's at prisons. But I called him when he was coming home from Atlanta. I knew he wasn't going to a prison on Saturday, coming home from Atlanta. And I said, I want you to come. Didn't ask him until a little while back because I know every, every weekend where they are. But I'm glad Mike Barber made it to Christian Life Church today. I love you, friend. I love this man. Everybody lift your hands in the air. I'm going to bless you in the name of the Lord. Dear Father, I love this congregation. I love this people. I'm so glad you've given us a third service that loves you the way this third service does. They're so wonderful. They're such precious people that come here in third church. What an honor to speak to them and and bring the word of God to them. And thank you for a, a beautiful word today because Mike brought a great word today. And I thank you for that. And I honor him and I honor you for putting it in his heart to speak to us today. Now, Lord, let us take it home. Let us represent you in our life and in our living, in our speech, in our love, in our conduct. For it's in the name that's above every name. Bring us back on Wednesday night for another lesson. And then next Sunday morning for Uphill Habits in a Downhill World, Lesson 3. I love this church. Let us have a great day today. And Lord, this is a little side note. Let everybody get some peanuts and Coke today. In Jesus' name, amen. I love all of you. You're incredible people. Have a great day. Have a great day. Special, special people ministered to you today and you're special people. I love you.